You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother, Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. You ready again with some worldwide sports? Yes, sir. We had an unfortunate bye week last week, but this week we are ready to go. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Here we go. Kicking off with the soccer table. Starting off, Premier League. All right. In the Premier League, Manchester, or Manchester, yeah, Manchester City uh, currently leads the Premier League with 20 wins, 5 draws, 3 losses, and 65 points. Manchester United has 15 wins, 9 draws, 4 losses, and 54 points. Leicester City is um, in third with 16 wins, 5 draws, and 7 losses, and 53 points. Chelsea is sitting there at number 4 with 14 wins, 8 draws, 6 losses, and 50 points. And West Ham uh, United is sitting there with 14 wins as well, but 6 draws, 7 losses, and 48 total points. Next up is La Liga. On the top of the La Liga is Atletico Madrid with 19 wins, 5 draws, 2 losses, and 62 points. Barcelona has 17 wins, 5 draws, and 4 losses, and 56 points. Real Madrid is uh, 16 wins, 6 draws, 4 losses, and 54 points. Sevilla is 15 wins, 3 draws, 7 losses, and 48 points. And Real Sociedad finishes up the top five at 12 wins, 9 draws, 5 losses, and 45 points. Next up, the German league, Bundesliga. Munich has the lead at 17 wins, 4 draws, 3 losses, and 55 points. Leipzig has 16 wins, 5 draws, and 3 losses, and 53 points in second place. Wolfsburg is 12 wins, 9 draws, 3 losses, and 45 points. Frankfurt, 11 wins, 10 draws, 3 losses, and 43 points. And Leverkusen has 11 wins, 7 draws, 6 losses, and has got 40 points. And then finally, we're going to cover the French League 1. In first place is Lille uh, with 18 wins, 8 draws, and 2 losses, and 62 points. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain has 19 wins, 3 draws, and 6 losses for 60 points. Lyon has 17 wins, 8 
draws, three losses, and 59 points. Uh, AS Monaco has 17 wins, four draws, seven losses, and 55 points. And Lance is in fifth with 12 wins, eight draws, and eight losses for a total of 44 points. So, there's your minor soccer update on the leagues across the world. Next up, we're going to cover some world golf rankings. Let's do it, brother. Yes, sir. In the top five for the women's rankings, we have ranked number one in the world, Jin Young-Koo from Korea. In second place is Se Young Kim, also from Korea. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a little tickle in my throat. Just a second. There we go. In third place, Nelly Korda from the United States. Fourth place, N.B. Park uh, from Korea. And coming in number five, Danielle Kang from the United States. In the men's uh, world rankings, number one from the U.S., John, uh, Dustin Johnson. Number two in the world, John Rahm from Spain. Number three, Justin Thomas from the U.S. Colin uh, Morikawa uh, is also from the U.S. And number five, Xander Shafale. I'm guessing. Or Shafel. Maybe. I'm going to have to look at how to pronounce some of these names, brother. Yeah, we do. All right. My <laughs> bad. All right. But he is from the U.S. Surprisingly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So, that takes care of the world golf rankings for the men's and women. Now we're going to move on to the freaking ice rink, baby. NHL standings. Where they hit hard and don't care. There you go. And chase a little rubber puck around. So, uh, if you may have not noticed, but maybe you have, if you are a hockey fan, the uh, divisions are split now. We don't have conference um, separation due to the coronavirus and the pandemic causing uh, restricted travel between us and the U. Uh, almost the U.S. Us and Canada. So, uh, we have divisions set up, and here's the breakdown. Starting in the Eastern Division. We have on top the Islanders at 16 wins, 6 losses, 4 overtime losses with 36 points. The Capitals have 15 wins, 6 losses, 4 overtime losses, and 34 points. The Penguins are 15, 9, and 1, and 31 points. The Bruins are 13, 6, and 4 with 30 points. Flyers are 13, 7, and 3 and 29 points. Uh, the Rangers are 10, 11, and 3 with 23 points. The Devils are 8, 11, and 3 and 19 points. And the Sabres are 6, 14, and 4 in last place with 16 points. Coming out in the Central Division, you have the Tampa Bay Lightning leading that division right now with 18 wins, 4 losses, and 2 overtime losses and 38 points. The Hurricanes from Carolina are 18, 6, 1, and 37 points. The Panthers are 16-5, uh, 16-5-4 with 36 points. The Chicago Blackhawks have 13 wins, 9 losses, 5 overtime losses, and 31 points. The Blue Jackets are 10-12-5 with 25 points. The Predators, 11-14-1 with 23 points. The Dallas Stars are 8-8-5 eight, eight with 21 points. I think they were pretty hit but hard by the uh, uh, pandemic. That's why they got so little... Uh, record compared to the rest in their division and then the red wings are 7 16 and 4 with 18 points last place of the division so the north division which consists of all the canadian teams leading the way is the toronto maple leaves at 18 7 and 2 and 38 points 
The Oilers are in second place, 17-11, no and zero at 34 points. So no overtime losses so far for the Oilers. The Jets are 16-8-1 and 33 points, and that's Winnipeg Jets for those who may not know. The Canadiens are 12-6-7 with 31 points. The Canucks are 12-16-2 with 26 points. The Flames are 11-12-3 with 25 points, and the Senators are 9-19-1 with 19 points. And then out west in the Western Division, you had the Las Vegas Golden Knights, 16-6-1 with 33 points. The Blues are 14-8-4 with 32 points. The Wild are 15-8-1 with 31 points. The Avalanche are 14-8-2 and 30 points. The Kings are 11-8-4, or sorry, 11-8-6 and 28 points. Let's read the next one, that's why. Coyotes are 12-10-4 with 28 points. The Ducks, my poor team. Just can't get it together. Are 8, 13, 6, and 22 points. And the Sharks are 9, 11, 3, and 21 points. Whew! That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is, man. Alright, so we're going to talk about some news that we had. Uh, starting off, what we were actually going to cover last week um, was how the golfers of the WGC Workday Championship showed their respects to Tiger Woods. As several golfers wore the famous Tiger attire on Sunday... The red shirt and black pants in tribute to the golfing legend. As you may recall, just prior to the tournament, Tiger was in a single car accident that he was lucky to survive. It was a horrific sight to see and the SUV was completely destroyed. But the tribute by some of his fellow competitors was such an amazing gesture on their part. Cooper, your thoughts on the golfers showing their respects to Tiger? Oh, definitely, man. That, that's really cool uh, that everybody would, would do that for him. Uh we all know that he's a legend and 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 the sport of golf. So um, he's definitely going to be missed. Uh, well wishes go out to him and his family. Hopefully he recovers well and and maybe we'll see him again one day. Maybe on the golf course. Yeah, hopefully so. Because maybe maybe not in the fashion we've seen him before, but you know. All right. So Tiger Woods sighting would be nice to see at some point soon. Alright, next up we're going to talk about Bryson DeChambeau as he proved his might once again on the golf course as he launched his golf ball 375 yards on a 557-yard par 5 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational this last weekend. The shot was approximately 70 yards to the left of the green. DeChambeau would go on to birdie the hole and eventually win the tournament. DeChambeau prides his play with analytics as well as his power. He is always looking for the easiest route to the hole within the rules of the game. His approach to the game has not gone unnoticed by those in the PGA Tour headquarters as they announced that there will be an internal out-of-bounds at the 18th hole at Sawgrass this coming weekend. DeChambeau had said he was considering shooting his golf ball over the lake on the 18th by trying to land the ball on the 9th hole fairway that would lead to an easier shot at the green on the 18th. This guy is just nuts. Yeah, the PGA Tour officials cite safety concerns for volunteers and other personnel as their reason for this uh, internal out of bounds rule that just came about. So, Cooper, your thoughts <laughs> on the mighty DeChambeau and his new rule change? Uh, they, they changed the rules based on how how well you do. I see how that works. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of like a modern day Happy Gilmore. It's really strange to see, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, is the dude juicing? Like, I really want to know how do you do that. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, he, like, he's like... The, is it like some rookie of the year shit, too? Like, where the dude broke his arm and all of a sudden his, his backswing is just... Right. He can just, you know what I mean? it's he can crazy, just whip his arms dude. at a high velocity. Right? It's like, what the heck did you do, dude? How are you doing this? Right. And what's funny is how he uses analytics in his game, so he's actually combining pow- uh, brawn and brain. Yeah, so it's like, dude, you are just like... A Terminator on the golf course. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's built. And uh, if you haven't seen Bryson DeChambeau, he's worth yeah, a look. He is built. He is built. He looks like he should be playing football I fin- right now. I finally got to take a look at him the other day. And I'm like, no way. It looked, like, it looked like a Billy J.J. Watt sitting there. Yeah, like, Cooper's huh? like, that's not a golfer, is it? I said, yes, that's a golfer. And he's like, no. No way, <laughs> dude. That's a football player playing golf, isn't it? Right. You'd think, but no. <laughs> but it's it's interesting. So it's going to be a, a little... It's kind of a shame, though, that they kind of had to... There's not going to be many spectators. You don't have to worry about spectators. And how many personnel and volunteers are you really going to have, honestly? <laughs> right. That you're going to have to worry about possibly him hitting somebody. Play it, where it lies, baby. Play <laughs> where it lies. <laughs> Off the foot. <laughs> Man, that movie is Your fun. ball just struck my foot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's that's great stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but um, what was funny is... Um, who was it on PTI? I think it was Tony Kornheiser who was talking about how him and somebody went to um, a tournament... And Tiger Woods' ball hit him, and he said it was the greatest moment of his life because he got struck by a ball that was hit by Tiger Woods. Greatest moment of my life. So, I mean, come on. The person who gets hit, as long as it doesn't knock him out, will be like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Bryson G. Shambo just nailed me with his ball (laughs) from over 350 yards. (laughs) So, I mean, I'd be pretty excited. I'd take one. Take one off the chest. Come on, Bryce. Come on, Bryson. Yeah. 350 yards. Right here, buddy. <laughs> you like Happy Gilmore standing in the freaking, in the, uh. <laughs> in the batting the, cages. In the batting take... cages. <laughs> yeah. Only 364 more days to the next train. To the next train. Try out. Yeah, that's oh, great. <laughs> well, we can actually use that as a segue from golf back to hockey. Yeah, <laughs> if you yeah, haven't right? seen Happy Gilmore. Then go see it and you'll understand why. All right. As you may have known or realized we, when we discussed the NHL standings, the divisions and conference experienced a major shakeup. This, of course, was brought on by the pandemic and the inability to travel across the U.S.-Canadian border or restrictions across the border. As such, the teams were split into four divisions all of, the no- of the North, all Canadian teams, East, Central, and West. This, of course, will alter the playoffs as well. The top four teams in each division qualify for the playoffs. With each division, the first two rounds will be interdivision games, starting off with a 1 versus 4, 2 versus 3. After those rounds, the four remaining teams will be reseeded based off their final points total from the regular season, and again be 1 versus 4, 2 versus 3 format. Then the two remaining teams will be in the Stanley Cup Finals. There has not been word yet on whether there will be a semifinals and finals bubble for the remaining Canadian team to travel to with the winner of the other three divisions. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the NHL new format? That's funny because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, how are they going to do this? 
Right. Like, how's it going to work out? What kind of bubble situation are they going to take on? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is, this is again, all due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you do what you have to do. But, uh, you know, hockey is still hockey. You play, you have a good time. You kick some ass. Yep. So. Yeah, uh, actually, if you haven't heard recently, Texas has gone full, uh, no restrictions, uh, COVID restrictions. So maybe the NHL will look at hosting the Stanley Cup semifinals and finals at in Texas somewhere. Maybe that'd be cool as a bubble, so that way they can oh, have yeah. fans and everything else they need. I heard that uh, Florida here is on the, on the verge of opening all the way back up too. We probably are. So, so that's a good possibility. So they may have two locations to choose from. Uh, well, two states to choose from. Obviously, you have multiple locations in both states. Oh, but, yeah. But I meant statewide, you only you have two choices to go with. All right. For the first time since 2004, ESPN will be home of the NHL. The League and Network struck a seven-year television deal that will start at the 2021-2022 season. So, basically next season. It includes 25 regular season games on ESPN or ABC, early round playoff series, and one conference final each year, plus four Stanley Cup finals on ABC. There will also be more than 1,000 games per season streaming on ESPN+. ESPN Plus and Hulu will be home to 75 ESPN-produced exclusive telecasts per season. ESPN will also get opening night games, the NHL All-Star Game and Skills, Ch- and Skills Challenge, as well as other special events. NHL.TV will also be on ESPN Plus as part of, of its subscription offering. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the mouse and once again... <laughs> Getting its hands on an entity, dude. Like, that is that is awesome. It's good for hockey fans, and uh, you know, good for people like us that you know every every now and then you you're flipping through the channels, you see something you might like, and hey, I've flipped on a hockey you know hockey game before and sat there and watched a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's good for their fan base. I mean, they might grow. Yeah, one of the things that um, even though they've been on NBC, NBC hasn't played a whole lot of games on regular NBC on a regular basis, and it's hard to find NBC Sports, which is where a lot of their other games are usually shown. So it's kind of hard, where everybody almost knows everything to look for ABC and ESPN. Plus, then you also got ESPN Plus, which has. I believe they announced 13 million subscribers currently, and Hulu has 29 million. So it'll be pretty easy to find NHL hockey starting next season. Nice. All right, man. So on the anniversary of the fight of the century, Joe Frazier was celebrated in Philadelphia. On March 8th, many gathered for the unveiling of the statue honoring smoking Joe Frazier and his big win over, at the time, undefeated Muhammad Ali for the World Heavyweight Championship. That bout was 50 years ago... That bout 50 years ago would be the first in a trilogy of bouts between the two great competitors. Joe Frazier is now immortalized in bronze in a statue that will soon be part of a Philadelphia sports museum. And also a mural was made in his honor in North Philly. Joe Frazier was a tremendous boxer who seemed at times to be overshadowed by his polarizing counterpart, Muhammad Ali. But Frazier will always be the first guy to end Ali's perfect record. So Cooper, your thoughts on Philadelphia celebrating Joe Frazier. And not only that, but think about it like this, man. There would be no Muhammad Ali without Joe Frazier. Oh, absolutely not. So, uh, this is really awesome, dude. And it's 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 a good homage to 
to him and the sport of boxing as a whole, man. Cause, yes. Um, I think I, I I think that's one thing I really miss seeing is just boxing at its core, the way it used to be, and it's not it's not quite looked at like it used to be. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see this, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, yeah, this is probably also probably I would say outside of sports rivalries that are team rivalries. Yeah. This is probably one of the greatest individual sports rivalries ever. Is these two. Definitely, man. They had some brawls, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, when it comes to sports where it get, where it's all about the individual, basically, you know, you got tennis, you got golf, you got hockey. I mean not hockey, boxing. Um, of course now you got UFC. That that was probably the pinnacle of rivalries oh yeah man can you imagine back then too listening on the radio and mm-hmm. all that good stuff i mean back then sports was just so like just like like you were a movie star if you were a big you know a big boxer or something like that mm-hmm. or even you know a football player things like that even wrestling dude i mean before kfab and all that it's right. just you know it was it was really cool back then to be a sports fan. Yes, sir. All right. Though we celebrate smoking Joe Fraser, we also reflect on what was on what and what was once a sports spectacle. Boxing has lost lots of its a lot of its luster since heavyweight division has produced little fanfare since Mike Tyson's heyday. Boxing has made way for UFC, but gone are the glory days of the top dog fighters putting on glorious bouts that make you sit on the edge of your seat in anticipation of a knockout punch. Maybe this is just a little uh, cyclical, and the heavyweight division would soon be on the rise. But with so many other options for athletes to get famous and fortune without bashing another human in the body or and or face, we may never see boxing the way our fathers and grandfathers did. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, I, I'm I'm really sad because when I was a little kid, I was a big boxing fan, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Mike Tyson. I mean. How many Mike Tyson fights have we seen in our heyday? Right. And, uh, you know, not only that, but, uh, you know, uh, George Foreman, uh, even when he came out of retirement, we got to see some of his stuff. Yep. Uh, Vander Holyfield. Yeah, and uh, Manny Pacquiao. Um, So many others that they're just like, dude, like, people just don't realize the prestige of boxing and just the, the conditioning, the time, the... You know the effort. I mean, it's 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 a lifestyle, dude. And when you when you go into training mode, it's like that's yeah. all that matters. And also, it's a ba- and it's a chess match too because you yeah. got to find the right time to strike. Oh yeah. In case you can't get overzealous, because you get overzealous, you leave yourself open, and boom! Next thing you know, you're picking yourself off off the mat. Oh yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I have family that. That was in the boxing business. I know people that are in the boxing business, and mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle, dude. Uh, you know, and I, I would be forever grateful if I could get involved with something like that, saying, you know, wheelchair boxing or something to that nature, man. That would be fun. I mean, I can always knock you out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, that's like super heavyweight going against maybe like what lightweight. Featherweight, maybe? You're not a featherweight. You're not Come that on, small. I'm tiny, dude. You're not that small, though. All right. Anyway, so with the COVID restrictions being lifted in Texas, UFC President Dana White wants to hold an event there as soon as possible. 
UFC has not done an event in the United States outside its home in Las Vegas in over a year. White has already been turned down by Dallas, but is now working uh, working on Houston. He plans to travel to Houston in the next two to three weeks. There is a possibility that UFC, UFC 260, um, that is currently slated for Vegas, could be moved to Texas if everything can be worked out between UFC and Houston. Presumably, the event will be held at the Toyota Center that houses the Houston Rockets. UFC was the first sport back during the pandemic and has been putting on events in Vegas and on an island uh, that UFC purchased and was dubbed Fight Island by Dana White. So, Cooper, your thoughts <laughs> on Texas being a hotbed for UFC fights? Um, Yeah, man, if they can get the deal done, that would be cool. But at the same time, people are still kind of iffy about everything going on. So we're going to see this, I think. He's probably going to end up getting denied for this. And uh, he's just going to have to wait because I don't think it's going to... People, they're going to open up, but they're going to open up slowly. I mean, I know they're going to open up completely, but I'm sure as far as like stadium owners and things like that go, it'll be to their discretion mm-hmm. on what it is they want to do with their buildings. Right. So... We will see what happens with this, but uh, it would be cool to see some some action with some fans. Mm-hmm. But we we need to be careful with this and do it safely. Absolutely, man. All right, man. That covers us for today, actually. So we got that done. So Saturday we got some wrestling talk for you. Um, I was a little premature. We're not doing the preview for the pay per view because it's actually the following weekend, not this weekend. So. We'll be recapping Revolution from AEW and also recapping a week of wrestling. So then the following week, we'll be doing the preview for the pay-per-view. Yeah, <laughs> that was my bad. I got a little carried away. <laughs> and, and Cooper's been in my own world. I've got my kids here for spring break, so we've been pretty pretty yeah. busy hanging out and, yep. and just spending time together, man. So, yeah. Yes, sir. And then, of course, uh, Sunday, basketball talk. Of course, we got a kickoff. We got the... Conference championship tournaments going on right now. Um, some great things have been happening there. Um, unfortunate news about Duke just happened today. We'll cover that on Sunday as well. Uh, of course, NBA is actually fixing to kick off tonight, I believe. So uh, the NBA returns from its all-star break starting tonight. And then Tuesday, of course, we'll be back with NASCAR talk. And we got some interesting news coming out of football. And a lot of teams doing a lot of surprising moves to get under the uh, under the uh, salary under the cap. Salary cap, yeah. Yeah, so there's some surprises. So we'll be talking. We'll still be doing some football talk this week. Oh yes, because crazy. we will be previewing free agency. Oh yes, let's do it, man. This is gonna be fun, man. Yes, sir. So I uh, will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.